We in. Feeling all right? Uh, uh, not really. I'm little, tired. A little sore. Yeah, tired. I got a headache. I'm fucking all sore. My oh body's my all God. sore. I got fucking uh, indigestion. Everything's wrong with you. All right, guys, that's it. Podcast over. Chris needs to rest. Some, some kind of heartburn. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Chris and Kyle show. Chris is the one who's dying. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who's not for once in our lives. It's also crazy hot in his apartment. Yep. Dude, f- fuck the weather. It was so nice for like a week and a half. I thought we yeah. were done with the summer weather and uh-huh. then 95 degrees today. Yeah. We don't we don't got AC out here. Nah, it's just fucking with you, dude. Yeah, it's just it wants to make me angry. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh we so we just watched the opening night of the NBA games. Um we watched the overtime game between the Raptors and Pelicans where the Raptors got their rings and hung their banner and all that stuff. And then we watched the highly anticipated battle for Los Angeles between the Clippers and the Lakers. Both games were really good. Yeah. Yeah. Really Really fucking good, fun games. Welcome back NBA. We missed you. Mm -hmm. I don't think that the league could have asked for like a better pair of games to open up with. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Let's talk about Raptors Pels first. Uh, No Zion. Zion's out for six to eight weeks uh, with a meniscus surgery, which I must say I pat myself on the back a little bit. It's going to help my take of him not winning rookie of the year. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna help. it does. It doesn't yeah, guarantee anything. No, but he's gonna miss no, between twenty and thirty games. That's a mm-hmm. that's, that's a lot. lot. That's, yeah, that's a good chunk. It's a quarter of the season, about. But uh, yeah, fucking. How many do you think Zion can miss and still win Rookie of the Year? I don't. So the the number for MVP is usually like as long as you play at least sixty five games, and that's the low end. They really want you above seventy. You'll still probably be able to win it. You'll still be eligible, but I don't think Rookie of the Year is as stringent. I I, I would agree. But you know. If John Morant plays 75 games and plays great, or Michael Porter Jr., or Darius Garland, or R.J. Barrett, or any of these guys we've talked about, if Nikhil Alexander-Walker actually hits one of the 10 threes, more than one of the 10 mm-hmm. threes he shoots. <laughs> yeah, but let's say if like the Pels make the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? The Pels make the playoffs. And, and he leads Zion, them on a run after he comes back. Well, yeah, Zion. Let's say Zion only plays like 50 games. Oh, that'll be rough. Say Zion only plays fifty games, but in those fifty games, they're fifty and zero. Well, <laughs> say he averages like like he he averages twenty and ten. Yeah, that'd be nuts. He right? might. I don't know. I don't know. You know, like the history of the league and of the award well enough to know like what the minimum requirement is to be eligible for an award like that. Mm-hmm. Fifty might be pushing it, right? Because that's basically half the season that you missed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, like I would agree with what you said, yeah. though. I think that that. That threshold is pushed down a little bit with 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 different awards. I don't yeah, think for sure. MVP, I know it's like yeah. if you don't play at least sixty five, seventy, we're not even going to consider mm-hmm. you because it. I mean, the value implied by or the yeah. the implication of value requires you to actually play. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I wanted to bring up like how weird it was that like I was watching a video uh, of oh, this yeah. this doctor. This doctor has a, a YouTube channel. Um, and I've, I've seen this dude's videos before, like one of his most popular videos was a video on Markel Foltz and thoracic outlet syndrome. Um, and it was just a video of, uh, ex- explaining what the, what the exact symptoms and Damn stuff TOS. are. Uh, yeah. Um, but he made a, a video literally like the morning before, mm-hmm. uh, Zion, uh, the, the surgery was announced. The surgery was announced. That like, and he broke down like Zion's gait, and the and his like athleticism and uh, style of play, explosive, and broke down like what types of injuries are going to like like what the dangers are with Zion Williamson, and fucking he brought up the meniscus, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, that's that, this dude's fucking on point. I should yeah. probably fucking. Uh, make him your shout out or something. Make him, yeah, or or like <laughs> at least like remember remember what this. At least properly is, uh, source him, mm-hmm. credit him for his work. Uh, that that being said, the game itself, first game of the season, ton of fun. Yeah, uh, Raptors pulled out an overtime victory. They kind of pulled ahead in overtime. the The final score makes it seem like more of a win by them than the game was. I thought actually throughout a lot of the game, the Pelicans played better, but uh, Siakam and Van Vliet were just nuts. Mm-hmm. And they both get 30 something. 
Yeah. 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 The, there was just better individual performances from the, the Raptors. And I think late in the game, you could feel that the Pelicans don't have. I mean, you mentioned it. Uh, like, you felt like near the end of the game, they should have been running through Brandon Ingram more mm-hmm. rather than uh, sort of just sort of the motion stuff they're trying to pull out with starting with Drew Holiday, which it probably, you know, reasonable to start with Drew Holiday. But, I mean, a lot of times it was ending up with, like, a Kenrich Williams three or something like that. It was, it was kind of like weird uh-huh. weird guys taking the shots down the stretch that you don't expect. Yeah. Um, but uh, Well, we were talking about uh, the, the, the Pelicans and as far as, like, their – uh, uh the, their process of like who is their like number one guy really because mm-hmm. like their best player obviously is Drew Holiday. obviously their best all-around player is Drew Holiday yeah. just just front and back he also of, was not aggressive today yeah not uh, at all yeah wasn't yeah and I thought, after uh after the hype in the offseason of them saying he's going to be an MVP candidate <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um Brandon Ingram looked really good I thought especially early um yeah, he. I mean, he was fairly efficient from the floor. I mean, he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he had a. 50, I'll, look up, I'll look up the line. I'm pretty sure he's fifty percent from the floor as well as from three. Um, had a couple assists, maybe two or three assists. <laughs> but I thought he was efficient, and the the Pelicans. I think the for the most part, their offense was just. It was fluid at, from a team aspect. Yeah. but you have these really like these three separate options, right? Like that should be probably one, two, and three mm-hmm. for, as offensive options, right? When you have Drew Holiday, J.J. Redick, and B.I. And they're all three like very different, different kind yeah. of people. But like, I mean, I was saying like when it was, you know, 30 seconds on the clock or whatever, and it was a tie game and Drew had the ball, I was like, am I Weird for thinking that B.I. should have the ball right now. And I think that you were especially right in that scenario because Norman Powell was guarding him. True. That's, a, sure. that's, a, that's a mismatch. For sure. That's a mismatch. In terms of size. And fucking... Like uh, Kyle Lowry was chasing J.J. Redick and um, O.G. Ananobi was guarding Drew Holiday. So just by nature of matchup, B.I. was seemed like the right choice. And at that point, Siakam was out of the game. Yeah, Siakam had fouled out. So, yeah. So, like, there wasn't... like. You know, obviously, like maybe uh, the OG is probably the best guy that you can throw on BI at that point, right? Yeah, but they had um, him on Drew. But yeah, you had him on Drew. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think regardless, I probably would want to have BI, like give BI that shot. I mean, you, especially because he's in a contract year. You want to see if he can be that dude throughout the season. Yeah. So I've got his final line here uh, 22, 5, and 5. Fucking, if he averaged that for the season, he's an all star mm-hmm. potentially. I mean, they're in the West, so it's going to be wild, but um, he was just below 50%. He was 8 and 19 and 2 of 5 from 3. Mm-hmm. Two blocks and a steal as well, though. He had a really good game. Yeah. Reddick had 16, being Reddick. Drew ended up with 13, but I think a lot of it came late. How many assists did the Pelicans end with as, as a, a team? Team, uh, team 30. That was, yeah. So that was like probably the most impressive thing about yeah. the Pelicans was just how well they gelled right off the floor. Like, mm-hmm. and I think. I mean, it, it's such a new team. Yeah. But you still have like so many players. Well, that they have like, some continuity because of guys that have played together. Exactly. It's like, two, it's like taking, uh, you ever play like pickup, but you it's like uh, separate groups and you combine teams. Right. It's like that. They took two different pickup teams and combined them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'll just take them a little bit of time. Whereas the Raptors, like you could just tell they knew how to play together. Mm-hmm. And Siakam was and, and and Van Vliet were just both great. Yeah, biggest thing for the Raptors, man, that fucking bench. Yeah, like are they? Did they run only eight guys throughout the entire mm-hmm. game? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if newcomers Stanley Johnson and Ronda Hollis Jefferson are hurt, but they didn't play, and I would expect that they would play. Right. Um, so they're probably going to get minutes throughout the. Course yeah, of the I would. Season. I would think. Yeah. Uh, they gave five. Yeah, they only gave eight guys minutes. Yeah. Their their lowest allotted minutes was. Uh, Davis, not Anthony Davis. He played 15. Terrence Davis. Yeah. Yeah, Ronnie Hollis-Jefferson isn't even on the active roster thing here, so I'm assuming he's hurt. Yeah, a couple surprises. Uh, Jackson Hayes didn't get didn't any play. yep. uh, playing time. Nikhil Alexander-Walker did. Um, He went one for ten from the field, one of seven Yay. from three. Rough. He, he was confident, though. He was shooting. Yeah. Uh, how about uh, our boy Melly? 
Oh, Nicola Melli. Yeah, fucking, Nicola yeah, Melli, a, a, a 20-year-old rookie from Europe. Uh, he was four or five from three. He looked he looked like he belonged, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we were, I was calling him Trelly. I was calling him Trelly because he hits the threes. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I think they're. I think they're like the Pelicans are going to be a really fun team to watch. I think it's going to be interesting to see how long the are the the Raptors can stay afloat to see how long they can basically stave off Masai Ujiri from blowing them up. Right, it's going to be interesting to see. Also, like you'd have to think the juice of that game and in that arena in that moment, they they kind of had to win that game. You know what I mean? Okay. Like yeah. they're celebrating their championship and everything. Mm-hmm. You you know they're they feel like that at least. Right. How about this other game? Oh shit! There's a clip here of Chadwick Boseman talking about the game, sitting on set with the TNT crew. Oh nice! Hell yeah! Black Panther. Um, Clippers won one twelve one hundred two. Kawhi was a freaking monster. Uh, Lou Will was amazing. Patrick freaking Beverly beast. I love what they said. Uh, little KG. I like that a yeah. lot. Uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, God, I love watching him. He's like, he's nuts. He's crazy. Mm-hmm. He's like a football player. He's nuts. Mm-hmm. He had two points. He's someone that like, I was fucking two points that, that I would hate to play against, but would love to play with. Yeah, exactly. He had two points, 10 rebounds. He's six so fucking assists. pesky. He's just, yeah. Always doing crazy shit. Just in people's faces, steals, blocks, drawing charges, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, was there any real surprises in this game other than... I mean, I just think the shooting from LeBron and AD, yeah, is the biggest. That's surprise probably the biggest thing. They but just, like, but I mean, it's just you know, off night but from from distance. I mean, what what's the difference between bench points between the Lakers? And Sixty Clips? to nineteen. Sixty to nineteen. But that's the Clippers' strength, and it's the Lakers' weakness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, every single guy, all four guys, got bench minutes for the Clippers. All four of them scored double digits. Mm-hmm. Seventeen from uh, Trez Harrell, twenty-one from Lou Will, ten from Mo Harkless, twelve from uh, Jamichael Green. Mo Harkless, it's a fucking good pick for them, man. So Mo Harkless's thing has always been he misses a lot of open threes. He's not a great three point shooter, and that's you know why they had to stop playing him in the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. But if he can hit open threes, he's a really good player to have. He's yeah. he's a really good defender. He can switch onto a lot of positions. Mm-hmm. He's really athletic. You just gotta be able to hit those threes. It's funny because all four bench dudes had double digit scoring. Only one starter had double digit scoring. Right. It was it was Kawhi. Kawhi had thirty. Well, it's like so. On a team that's already stacked with fucking two superstar fucking wings, mm-hmm. right? Like, how much does Mo Harkless really have to do? You not know? a lot. He doesn't have to you do You have to hit the it's, three or four open threes you get a game. It's not like Portland where they, they you know, they, they relied on really, that a lot. That's true. You know, like, they, they really do lacking. have two stars on that team. Huh? Portland has two stars. They have two superstars, but, but they're, they're not wing guards. players. They're both guards. Exactly. They're both guards. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like... Really, all he has to do is come in and like defend well mm-hmm. and fucking make make keep those the energy, energy like he did today. He hit that. He made that dunk uh-huh. and on the break. He was just playing really good defense. Mm-hmm. He was giving, um, he was giving AD a really hard time, like when he was guarding him. I mean, he wasn't always stopping him, but he was just making it hard on him. Mm-hmm. And the late, so let's talk about that Lakers offense. Post, 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 post. Every time they were posting up either LeBron or AD, it was crazy. Yeah. Like I'm, to a fault in the fourth quarter. How many times did they actually run the LeBron AD? Pick I didn't and roll? see a single one. I, I mean, I might have just missed it. But right. I didn't see a single LeBron AD pick and roll. Yeah, which is supposed to be like the most lethal weapon they have. Yeah, it's almost reminiscent of how the Warriors would never run the Steph KD pick and roll, but uh-huh. it was like their secret weapon. Uh-huh. But that's because their offense was so fluid; they didn't even have to resort to it. Yeah, I mean, that's like obviously the the differences between offenses as far as like the fluidity and uh, and, and team kind of play mm. that you get from the Clippers uh, vice the Lakers offense. It's just, it's, it's pretty staggering. Yeah. But man, early on it was working. AD was feasting early. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just overall the, AD played a great game. Yeah. You know, it's just, uh, yeah. Like, he ended up with 25, 10 and five. He played really, but he just, he was eight of 21 from the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, LeBron was seven of nineteen. They combined for one of seven from three. They just when they were outside the paint, they weren't shooting well, mm-hmm. and it was just you know that and there was like just uh, a, a a lot of turnovers, a lot of turnovers trying to force the ball down to Davis in the post. Exactly. Yeah. Even some of like vintage LeBron stuff where he's driving and he's kicking out to where he knows a shooter is. Right. Like Patrick Beverly and guys like that were ready for it and they were tipping the pass or they mm-hmm. were getting in the passing lane and yeah. or they were just already closed out on the shooter. Yeah. Um. 
How about your boy Dwight Howard, dude? He played short shorts Dwight. Yeah. <laughs> he exists. LeBron yeah. actually tried on defense tonight. Well, yeah. I, I think that he was forced to in like specific situations. When, I, I think mean, there was... when's the last time you saw LeBron draw two charges in a game? Uh-huh. He had that open, he had the uh, you know, classic LeBron fast break block yeah. followed by a charge on the same possession. Yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. And then when it was a three-on-one against LeBron and fucking Kawhi dished it off to, to Trez, yep. right? And then he stuck LeBron his hand in there. Fucking just had active hands, yep. fucking slapped it out of Trez's hands, and then it hit fucking hit Trez uh, and went out of bounds. Yeah, exactly. That was a it great was play. fucking yeah. That was a really good play. I think um, I think the Lakers like you see it a lot with with teams that are all together for the first time. It just takes time to figure it all out. Whereas, like you said before, the Clippers are basically the same unit that won forty eight games or whatever they won last year. They just added to one superstar now, and they'll they have another one coming. In, right. You know, like a couple weeks. Yeah, and it's not, it's not even like they didn't lose players. You know, I mean, they don't have Shea. They don't have Danilo. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking, like, they're, they're, they're missing vital pieces to what they had last year. But, but I mean, you're replacing it with superstars. Exactly. And, like, you also, like, they still have their core bench unit, mm-hmm. right? That like Trez-Lugel combo is so important. Yeah. Um, and it's one of the most uh, nasty fucking bench combos yeah. in the league. Um, and they still have it. Uh, and they add Mo Harkless to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun game, so I'm excited. Uh our teams play tomorrow for their first games. Yeah, not gonna be able to watch that one. Yeah, you got school. Yeah. Not just school, a fucking exam. If I just had like a like a regular class, you'd skip class. it. Class. I wouldn't skip it because I it's just against my nature now. Yeah, you you gotta stick to it. Cause like I I fucking skip so much school. Well, I remember uh, when, last last semester you you like it was like the end of the semester and you came up to me and you were like, hey, uh, should I skip class today? And I was like, why? And you were like, well, because like, I don't need to go. Like, I passed the class yeah. and like, I, I but and I, I wanted, have a rule for myself yeah. that like, I should, and I was like, I mean, you should go then, but like, you know, do what feels right. I don't even skip remember. one class. Yeah, I, I think I you, I think you skipped, but you One know. class for my, it was for speech last semester when yeah. everybody was doing uh, their presentations, I had already done my presentation yeah. and I like, and I think I had some other shit that I had to do too. Oh, that's right. You did say you had a paper you had to write. Yeah. So it was like, you know, priorities. Yeah. But and right now, it's like the middle of the semester. You can't be skipping. And it's fucking midterms. Yeah. Yeah, you can't skip that. Um, yeah, I won't let you fall back into our old habits of not going to school. I, it's just like so <laughs> against my nature now. Like, I'm Good. So, I'm too terrified to do that. Good for you. Uh, yeah. Good uh, for you for living in fear. <laughs> magic, magic playing the fucking Cavs tomorrow at home. Oh, that'll... You'll fucking kill him. I mean, you say that, but all, all so, of last year. I mean, year. like the Heat play the Grizzlies, so yeah. I have like the same thing. I'm like, we should kill them, but uh, I'm so used to playing like De'Aaron Fox put back dunks to beat us in his rookie year and losing to the Hawks constantly. Yeah, I'm most interested in seeing what Steve Clifford does with our lineup uh, because he's just very much addicted to the the nine man rotation. But you have more than nine guys that should get minutes. Well, it's just like when it gets to that that eight, nine, ten, eleven. Like there's like, like who's who are the odd men out? Yeah, like who's gonna like is like right well, now. Well, I mean, you'd think Markel, Michael, Michael Carter Williams probably out. Probably gonna because be you've left got DJ off. and Kel. Yeah, and then Owundu, maybe. I don't know. That's just off the top. I don't know the Magic roster as well as you, but like, is Aminu gonna get a lot of minutes? You have so many long, big dudes. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, Aminu's probably gonna come off the bench. Yeah. Like I, I've heard other people try to say that, like, uh, fucking Aminu's probably gonna start. And like, no, that's not gonna happen. That seems weird. Why would they do that? You have Gordon and Isaac. Yeah. Why would he start? It's just not gonna. It's yeah, not that's gonna stupid. Happen. Aminu's gonna come off the bench. Um. But yeah, that I think also Kem Birch. I think Kem Birch is like someone. He's probably. He's Low good enough or, to be getting rotation minutes somewhere. But you've got Vooch and Bamba. Yeah. And then you might even want to mess around with like Isaac at the five lineups. Yeah. That could be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Especially I don't know if that's that w- something that Steve Clifford would be into. What? Isaac at the five? Yeah. Uh, he seems kind of traditional. I, th- I think you say that, but I think that that... The, the, Is that just his vibe he gives up? He's not like that schematically as much? 
so he is only very traditional with like specific, but like because the, his personnel has granted him that. Mm-hmm. Like, like uh, I've heard Zach Lowe say before that like uh, Steve Clifford doesn't switch; he never switches. Mm-hmm. But if you look at how we play defense specifically between uh, Gordon and Isaac, they, they switch all the fucking those two, time yeah. because they're crazy. But they're also very similarly built. And they can guard similar positions. Exactly. They're, they're just very switchable mm-hmm. guys. But so they don't I want think, Vooch switching on to point guards. Exactly. Like, yeah. I think I think one of the biggest issues, obviously, uh, Clifford's former team when he was fucking with the Hornets, right? Yep. You don't have a lot of fucking long switchable defenders. Yeah, uh, and you have Kemba to deal with. And you have Kemba to deal with, right? Now All love to Kemba, but he's, t- he's you tiny. you have Vooch and you have DJ in your starting lineup. Not very switchable yeah. guys. Yeah, you want them staying on their spot. Yeah. Um, Even for like Fournier has size to switch, but like Fournier is not t- not bad in the starting lineup. Uh, no, no, he's he's fine. He's just not very long. Yeah, it's not very. He's long. he's he's taller than long. He's yeah. like so sneaky tall. He's six seven. It freaks me out. Mm-hmm. I think he's like six four. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I'm interested in the lineups. I'm obviously interested in how fucking Markel is going to do. Yeah, um, that's your boy. Yeah, I'm hyped for the season. Though. I'm glad it's here. Fucking heat have you have a lot to be excited for, Jimmy buckets baby the bucket bros. Not only do you have a fucking uh, a superstar again, if yeah you can call Jimmy Butler a superstar, right? yeah. Uh, you yeah, don't you blow up that. NBA Reddit the way he has if you're not a superstar. Y'all fucking need me. It's just that he's not. He's obviously not of the caliber. No, he's like, like top. He's like a top fifteen player. Yeah, I think uh, Bleacher Report just put out their top hundred players today, and he was like twelfth. Okay, and I was like, that's a reasonable spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not only that, you got young guys, mm-hmm. fucking Bam Adjibaji. Bam Adebayo, my boy mm-hmm. Adris. Adris Bam Adebayo. Uh, obviously, my, my boy Justice. Tyler Hero. Shout out to my brother Blake for posting that comment on our NBA preview episode <laughs> where he wrote, Justice will never leave. <laughs> I hope so, buddy. I hope so. I get scared. I get scared of some of these trade packages people throw around. They're like, oh, man, who says no to... Justice Winslow in a in a pick for Kyle Lowry and I'm like me. I don't want that. I don't want that to happen. Eey. Who would I mean like I wish more wants- people used KZ Akpala as a trade idea. Like I'm hoping you don't care about it. Well, like no, I if you know, I hope he plays and he's really good. That would be awesome. Right. But like he's not one of my boys yet. I haven't seen him, you know, he hasn't grown on me yet. Um, he was, I like KZ Akpala. He was more the end of the rotation in preseason. Like I don't yeah. think he's like he's going to be like a thirteenth, fourteenth guy right. on the roster. Basically, he might even play in the G League a bit. I don't know. Right. I don't know if he's on a two way deal or not. I don't think he is. Um, but uh, you know, he's a guy who a lot of people thought would go in the first round, but we got him in the second. Mm-hmm. You know, if we could get uh, the Heat are oft linked to a big mid season trade idea because Pat Riley is such a, a hunter. Right for the superstar, so I just I'm like, eh, don't do it with justice. Yeah, but he's also someone that like, I mean, you, that you guys might stash him in the G League for like two years, and then he'll be a fucking beast. And then he'll, he'll come be, out and he'll be yeah, really good. yeah. Um, he'll go to the jungle. Like he's, he's going skills. to be a project player. Mm-hmm. Um, he showed some flashes in preseason. A lot of people um, uh, in the Heat fan base were sort of uh, making similarities between him and Derek Jones Jr. Okay, in like athleticism and stuff like that. He, they're different players. Yeah, they're I didn't. Very, I didn't really see him much. So he's he's not as athletic as Derek. Well, I, I mean, so not many people are right. Uh, he obviously doesn't like have the verticality that Derek. Jer- yeah. jo- who does right? Airplane mode. Uh, yeah. Um. He's he's got more, freaky hops, dude. He's more of a fluid athlete. Yeah. Uh. Than a, a super. He's got decent handles one. too. Uh. Solid For handles size. and yeah, quick and he just has. The frame yeah. of a fucking like ideal wing in the NBA, which is exciting. Six foot nine, seven foot two wingspan. I haven't even mentioned the Heat's favorite Heat fan base's favorite new player, Tyler, Tyler Hero. Hero. Yeah, I'm trying to like temper expect. Like everyone is freaking out so hard about him that I'm like, can we like pump what did the he drop, brakes? Twenty eight points and a half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> twenty and a half. I think it was twenty eight in a game. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, he he had like the f- first fourteen points of the game mm-hmm. that one preseason. Like, yeah. I'm like, yo, he's gonna get his opportunities. We'll see. I said it during the draft. I was like, he's the best shooter in this draft. Yeah. Um, he's gonna get a chance to play early though because we suspended Dion Waiters for the first game for uh, conduct detrimental to the team. Mm-hmm. He apparently was like talking shit on the sideline during the last game of preseason because he wasn't getting minutes. He's trying to get them preseason minutes, bro. It's preseason. 
I think he was mad because he wasn't. He didn't start a single game in preseason, and I think it's because Spo. So uh, the the year we went on that thirty and eleven run, seven uh, eleven was the engine. It was it was Goran and Dion, Goran Dragic and Dion Waiters. They sort of revved the engine of that team, and it was a drive and kick offense of just one of them driving and kicking out to open shooters or or scoring. And I think Spo sort of wants to try to use that as much as he can off the bench of combining them together and then letting the starting unit be this like hyper switchable, really great defensive lineup. That's justice running the show and Jimmy, you know, really being the guy. Mm -hmm. But I love the idea of Goran and, and Dion doing that off the bench. It'd be fucking awesome. Right. But you know, but you also need like, obviously you'd like talent to come off the bench, but you need guys who are okay with being the bench guys. That's why I like, which Dion it's probably not. I mean, he called himself Kobe Wade in college, right. so we know what he wants to be. Yeah, but there's certain people that like have that swagger that are completely okay with coming off the bench. Lou Will. Lou Will. Lou Will. Go be Lou Will. He's mm-hmm. fucking dope. Yeah. Um, fucking Terrence Ross in a completely different way. Yeah, but he's he embraces it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he likes coming off the bench, and he's like someone Bring that energy, baby. He's like dorky Lou Will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lou Will, if he was taller in Red Comics. Yeah. I mean, how tall is Luo? I would guess Luo's like 6'2 or 6'3. Terrence Ross isn't that big. See, I would have guessed Terrence like, Ross is like 6'5. He might be 6'4 or 6'5. Okay, I don't know. I don't know how tall anybody is. Yeah. Also, I watched Honestly, some of the, with the, the, new, the, the new height. I, the I think Magic preseason game was on at work the other day, and I was there were so many numbers that were different. Or not, like his number was different. And I like, like Markel took a second for me to register that it was him. Right. Just like, and I was like, who are all these people? <laughs> right. Like, oh, Aminu was out there. I was like, that's not, who is that? Right. Who's that long person? Yep. <laughs> took me a second to register everybody. Um, but yeah, super looking forward to this season. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Magic also have like a bunch of guys that look very similar. They have yeah. similar hairstyles. Tall and long. Yeah. 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 Tall, long. Low, low single digit numbers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um. Cool. You want to talk about some of these movies? Uh, are we going to talk about the extensions that some of the the NBA guys had? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Sure. Um, off the top of my head, Demontis Sabonis, uh, Jalen Brown, Buddy Heald. There's one more. There's one more. Mm. Why? Why are we going off the top here? Because I don't want to look for it. I got it. I got it. Okay. I didn't know if you had it in front of you. I thought you were just letting me guess. Yeah. So, uh, fucking, no, I don't have it in front of me. Oh, I, I can't go back any farther in my bleacher report. I'm out of, I can't go back in the updates. It stopped me. All right. Let's, all right. Let's just go, uh, one by one. Demontis bonus. Right. Still tradable. It's a, it's a good deal. It's like right. 77 on over four, I think. Right. Um, yeah, I still think yeah. I, I like I'm I'm going to stick with my uh early season prediction. I think he's going to stay. I don't think mm-hmm. that they're actually going to move him. No, I, I I think there's a good chance that you're right about that. Okay, I got him right here. Um down the order of this list. Jalen Brown, 115 million over 4 is essentially a max. Mm-hmm. That I think this is the one that has the biggest risk of being dangerous. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cuz if he remains what he's been, he's not worth that money. Right. It's very much an Andrew Wiggins deal where you're paying him for his potential. All right, so what is he making per year? Let me whip out my calculator. 115 divided by 4, 28.75. When people say max, it confuses me. 28.75. Well, there's the max and the super max. But there's a max different. and a super max, and there is a max for different types of players, right? Yeah, it's weird. It's whack. Like, like for depending on what where you are in your your contract and like whether... Yeah. What contract you're coming off of, right? Basically, in my head, if it's between like 25 and 30, it's a max. And so you are you can get the super max when you make an all-NBA team. Yeah, or an all-defense team, I think. Something like that. I don't fucking know it enough. Anyways, so Bradley Beal's making- Bradley Beal's going to be eligible. Oh, that was the other one, Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal's going to be eligible for like fifty-five million dollars a year if he makes an All NBA team over the next three seasons. It's right. fucking nuts. Right. Okay. So Jalen Brown is making what per year? Twenty-eight point seven five. A lot. That is a lot of money. I, I mean, I like Jalen Brown a lot. I like Jalen Brown too, but yeah. he's not. 
that type of player. He's much more in my head aligned with like a Justice Winslow type level okay. player. And Justice makes 13. Right. But he's also on an amazingly team-friendly deal. Okay. He's not even like fair. he's not the playmaker that Justice is. No, he's a better shooter. Is he? Are you sure? I would Justice say so. has shot like 39% the last two seasons from 3. He might be shooting more volume. He's uh, more athletic than Justice. Look at their, their look at their career percentages. He's more athletic than Justice is. I'll give you that for Justice, sure. Justice also like shot poor, like really bad early in his career. Early, so yes. like the career percentages might yes. not, not also. He's reflect. also played longer. Um, they're both really good defenders. I mean, that's that's probably both of their calling cards. I would say. Yeah. Their strengths. Uh. 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 Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's almost like uh, I feel like Danny Brown or the Danny Ainge. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, Jalen Brown, Brown. Okay, uh, can very much be like like he I could feel be like a star. I well, I feel like he like his floor should be a Danny Green. Right? Okay, yeah, that's a you know, really good com- comparison. Right. Yeah, I like uh, that a lot. Like super long uh, guys that can play the two, just solid three and D wings. Uh, mm. If Jalen Brown can can shoot as well as Danny Brown. Uh, Danny Green can. God damn it. Especially Danny Green tonight. He was on fire. Yeah. Um, um, okay. Career. Justice is 34%, but the last two years, he's 38. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two years before that, he was 28 and 20. Right. And one of those was a year where he played like 10 games. Yeah. Um, Jalen Brown career is... Uh, where are you? Three. 36.5. And last year was 34. He's 34 twice and 39 once. So he's like below average, really good, below average. Right. Uh, yeah. They're they're comparable three point shooters basically. At this point. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So yeah. Um. So who else got extended? Erm. Buddy healed, Buddy healed, potentially an overpay could could grow into the position. It's like I said before. It's like when the Wolves extended Andrew Wiggins, it was based on potential, not what he'd done up to that point. And uh-huh. Andrew Wiggins has not lived up to it. Uh-huh. Jalen Brown might. Um, Jesus Sabonis, four years, seventy-seven million. So for math's sake, that is nineteen two five a year. That's, yeah, that's fucking. A, that's a great deal. Solid. That's a solid deal. That's a great deal. It's very tradable if they want to move him, if they find that him and Miles Turner isn't working. Um Yeah. Good for good for good for all parties. Buddy Healed is a weird one. Eighty six million over four years with twenty million in incentives. So it could go up to one oh six. Okay. Um I'm guessing those are based on either shooting numbers or minute numbers or like all star appearances or all all NBA team appearances stuff incentives like that. Incentives are always like kind of interesting because yeah. like there's like specific incentives that you kind of have to choose in order to not influence team play. Yeah, that's always like a really interesting. Well, yeah, you like doing a minutes incentive is kind of fucked up because the team can just be like, oh nope, take him out. If he averages more than this many minutes per game, we have to pay him more. Yeah, well, yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, that's stupid. Um, but like. Uh, outside of that, like you want to give a player the right incentives that incentivize good Them team playing play, team ball. Yes, right. It's not like don't make don't make it hit this many threes. Make it shoot this percentage from. So three. it's not like have you ever heard of like baseball being called like basically uh, it's an individual sport yeah. masquerading as a team sport. Yeah. So like it doesn't really matter how you incentivize an individual in baseball mm-hmm. uh, because it'll always sort of because if you hit a home run, play. it's always good. Uh, if you're incentivizing home runs, it might make people fucking like try and go for home runs. Well, that's more. how they play baseball now, so it's fine. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> right, but if you're trying to influence, uh, so you can't just give someone the incentive of okay, if you average twenty points a game, mm-hmm. right? Because they're going to take more fucking shots. Yeah, and it might. Uh, poorly influenced team play mm-hmm. right so like i remember when uh, uh 
it might have been Zach Lowe was talking about this uh, with Clint Capella and how they incentivize Clint Capella's contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of them was it was so it was like def- defensive rebounding rate. Okay. Right. Nice. Uh, and free throw percentage. Okay. We're cool. like two of the biggest. So ones. yeah, you don't want to do blocks because then they're just going to be hunting them. Exactly. Yeah. But like those are like two things that are that's interesting. They're going to directly yeah. uh, like impact team. Stephen Adams would make no money on the Rockets. Mostly because Russell is also there now and steals all the rebounds. Yeah. <gasps> Russell's going to make him lose money. Russell's going to steal all the rebounds and Clint's going to not going to make his money. Oh damn. That was yeah. one of you're talking about Zach Lowe. One of his like bold his bold prediction thing was that Stephen Adams will have the highest jump ever in defensive rebound percentage rate right. because he has like an all time low. Uh, his offensive rebounding rate compared to his defensive is like all time wrong, like just fucked up weird. His offensive rate is like higher than his defensive almost because it was always him boxing out so Russ could get rebounds, mm-hmm. and that was their system. That's how they wanted to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, like, if, the, if Clint Capella's contract is tied to defensive rebound percentage and Russ is stealing all these rebounds, that would be so shitty. It'd be like Russ taking his money. Yeah. But, yeah, now Steven Adams is going to be able to grab so many boards. Right. Uh, what is... Uh, but he's he getting uh, 86 with the potential to become 106, 20 million in incentives. So it's between 21 and 26 million a year or something like that. Okay. I'd say it's solid. It, he's kind of similar to Jalen Brown in terms of, like, He's the stop. He's it's different. It's similar in that like he can he can live up to this contract. It's different in that he's a money scorer. Like he's a torch. But if he, you know, if his percentages drop and he just becomes a chucker, then you're in trouble. But so far in his career, he's just been a really fucking great shooter. Right. And you want him to keep doing that. I don't know much about Buddy Hield as a defender or a playmaker. Um, I know he's kind of old. He's twenty. He's twenty six. Because um, he was in college, I think all four years or something like that, and apparently was his l- age was wrong. Yeah. That's one of the reasons they made that rule this year. Yeah, he's a year older than people thought. Um, he uh, he went out and earned this though. He was talking shit. It's kind of weird, right? Mm-hmm. I was kind of just like, oh, like I'm just still around. He was but, like, fuck you, pay me. But but uh, if you don't. Hey, you remember all that stuff that I said about how free agents don't want to come here? Well, yeah, I just... just Honestly, though, he's not wrong. He's not. I mean, he's not wrong, but, like, it's kind of weird to bring up that kind of stuff and Mm -hmm. be this kind of contentious with your contract negotiations when the Kings have a lot going for them right now. Yeah, they do. They're Um, they're on a good trajectory. Yeah, they're on a good trajectory. They're a really fun, young team that a lot of people are pulling for. Yeah. yeah, and it's just it, it's just kind of weird when like this is like be, being the only piece of bad news in town. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of. I a, mean, they're so used. Game to they're play. so used to like what Boogie used to be up to, though, that it's probably not that big a deal for them. Boogie used to be bad news like every other. But month. do you want to be that? No, no. But like, I don't think it's that bad. Like, I, I agree. It's it was grandstanding, and I get it. And it and you know what? It worked. And the, at the end of the, he got paid. Okay, he. Got paid, but he got paid the original amount that they offered him. With the opportunity to make more if he lives up to it. With the incentives. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, like, that's that thing where it's like, if you believe in yourself. (laughs) I mean, that's fair, but it's still also like. Also, I mean, I think what they offered him was a fair contract for what he is. It gets to such a weird territory of like, who gets the max? Because it's basically like, oh, I'm your best player. I deserve the max. that's not how it was designed to be, I don't think. If So if Buddy Heald views himself as something like he can bet himself on, right? Yeah. Like, like I, I, then he, sure, he maybe yeah. won that contract negotiation. But, like, there's no there, there, there's no lose for the Kings there either, you know? Because, like, mm-hmm. they gave him the original contract that they gave, like... Uh, yeah, and if he's good him, enough to earn those incentives, you're happy enough, to pay yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. so... Um, the next one is DeJounte Murray. Four years, $64 million. This is a steal. This is fucking 16 a year. That's money ball, baby. Where's Jonah That's Hill solid. and Brad Pitt? That's Ooh. He's coming off the injury, so there's always a risk of that. But they were so excited about him last year. Uh-huh. He's already shown flashes of being back. Uh-huh. He's young, super long and athletic and big. And I think he'll definitely be worth this this payment. Was he a third team all defense or second Some, team all defense? Somewhere in there. I think third. Yeah. Two years ago. Um, 
Which is the Bradley Beal one? Bradley Beal extension. 72 million, three years, I think it was. I mean, Bradley Beal, you pay whatever you pay great players. You can't, you can't avoid that. You know what I mean? That's like, he's going to get the money. He just missed All-NBA last season. I think he was like one vote away from making All-NBA, so they couldn't give him the Supermax extension, but they gave him a shorter max deal so that he will be eligible for the Supermax in his late 20s, right. which is works always. He's still technically tradable. If like if it gets they don't they they right now don't want to trade him, but if it gets to that point, they can. People will be happy to trade for that contract. And uh he's happy and he's gonna have the opportunity to be way more happy. That that's a win 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 win. Win 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 win. Yeah. Good luck, Washington. They're gonna be so bad. But Beal's gonna fucking ball out. He's going to average like 30 points a game. Yeah. Maybe Rui will play well. Yeah, you got, I mean, you got like young. I mean, I think they like Troy Brown Jr. a lot. I think they like Thomas D- Bryant. Yeah, Thomas Bryant. The yeah. center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got stuff. Isaac Bonga is starting their opening night because yeah. two of their small forwards are hurt. Yeah, you know, basketball. Is Mo Wagner there? I'm going to say yes with no confidence. Right. Um, you want to talk about these movies a little bit? Yeah. A little bit, a little bit. So the biggest one, the, the final Star Wars trailer came out yesterday. What's that? Star Wars? Uh-huh. Never heard of it? It's a small uh, indie project. Oh, okay, cool. Like yeah, it's, it's about actors who feud with each other. Oh. It's pretty interesting. Star- okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Pretty Pretty interesting. No, the final Star Wars trailer came out. What'd you think of it? You hype? Are you hype? Yeah. I'm fucking hype. Fun. Like all the trailers have made me more hype. And I, I want to applaud them for not revealing what happens in the movie through their trailers. I could like a lot, especially blockbusters. A lot of the times you watch one trailer and you can just be like, Oh, I know the plot of this movie. I know what's going to happen. This thing. I don't know what's going to happen. Right. I don't know. It's, it's a mystery. I think Palpatine is a is a screw job. I think he's going to be a dream or something. I don't think it's real. Yeah. I think they're trying to trick everybody. I think maybe maybe he's like a an evil force ghost. That would be pretty cool. I'd be into that. That'd be interesting. I've heard a there's a wacky cl- theory going around that there's clone rays. So the ray with the red lightsaber in the previous trailer is like an evil clone. And I was like, "You that would be so hard to pull off in the last movie. If you introduce an entire clone plot, subplot, Right. That'd be fucking hard to do. It'd be I don't know if it would work. It'd be weird. I'm excited though. The the, the C3PO is dropping these fucking Dobby bombs on us. I don't know what that means. So when Dobby died, he said, "What a I think the final line is something along the lines of, "What a beautiful place to be with friends." Harry Potter, and then he dies. C-3PO in this trailer, it looks like he's getting like shut down or something oh. or his memory wiped or something oh. and Poe's like, what's the matter, C-3PO? Right. And he's like, I just want to look at my friends one last time. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, what? And then he pats R2 on the head. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Oh, so sad. Mm. But honestly, like if you were to kill any droid, make it C-3PO. <laughs> he's the worst droid. <laughs> He's the worst. He's always like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like R2, BB-8, untouchable. You can't hurt them. Really? Don't touch them. You would rather uh, BB-8 be Fuck around? Fuck yeah, dude. You realize BB-8 is like the star of Star Wars. People fucking love BB-8. I understand that people love dude. BB-8, but killing, like C-3PO is a fucking dude. icon. Killing BB-8 is almost like killing Chewie. It'd be fucking. People would be uproarious. Audio listeners, I'm giving a people would be hip, uproarious. I'm telling you, dude. People would be mad. There's a okay. There is a weird level of pet love given to droids, but it's droids that aren't. What's the word? Anthropomorphic. Yeah. C3PO is basically just a dude who's like annoying. Yeah. But BB-8's like a cute he's little just animal. Like a, yeah, he's like a. He's a cute baby. little animal. It's like killing a puppy, yeah. dude. Yeah. Can't do it. I can understand He's that. He's Poe's little pet. I can understand that, but fucking ch- chill out. Chill out. 
It's like like killing Chewie. Mm. Not buying that. Huh? Anyways, another trailer that came out. Marriage Story. Marriage. There's fucking billboards Your boy. all over Hollywood. Your boy Noah. Bill, uh, yeah. Uh, Noah Baumbach wrote and directed. Mm-hmm. I was actually like, more, I was. I'm. I'm kind of. A, I find this trailer appealing. It looks good, dude. This movie looks. It good. Looks really good. Uh, um, cast: Adam Fucking Driver, yeah. Scarlett Johansson, Merritt Weaver, Laura Dern, Fucking Ray Liotta, Alan Alda. It's stacked. It's a. It's a great yeah, cast. Great it's cast. A story of. So the little the little blurb is Noah Bombach's. You're gonna hate this. Uh-huh. Noah Bombach's incisive and compassionate look mm-hmm. at a marriage breaking up and a family staying together. It's an interesting idea, you know. You know, the, the parents are divorcing, but they want to for their son. They want to keep things, you know, copacetic. I guess it seems like a movie that I would love. Listen, Adam Driver and ScarJo are about to act their asses off in this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, they're gonna go hard. I'll say this, like, so I I, I have a thing with Bombach, right? Mm-hmm. And and the way that he directs dialogue. Mm-hmm. I've read his written dialogue, and as written, I like it. Yeah. I can like you it. can you expand on what that I've never seen any Noah I just looked through before so, we started. I haven't seen any of the movies he's directed or written. The, okay, so including the the uh Wes Anderson films that he wrote. I don't know how much like I'm on an island with this kind of thing because like there's literal okay, so for my advanced screenwriting class, I think you're uh, in the minority. two weeks, two weeks. Uh, yeah, sure. Two weeks ago, we went over dialogue mm-hmm. and we watched the nerd writer video. So a nerd writer, someone that I shouted, shouted out, out before, yeah. uh, and, but I brought up on like when I shouted out nerd writer, I was like, there's only one video of his that I don't like. And that's <laughs> this video about how Noah Baumbach does dialogue exactly how it exists in real life. Mm -hmm. And I think it's completely wrong. Okay. When I hear Noah Baumbach's dialogue as directed, I, it, I, it doesn't resonate with me as authentic dialogue. Okay. Now there are aspects of Noah Baumbach's dialogue. They're like, he does a lot of, especially when you watch something like the Meyerowitz stories, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of overlapping dialogue. Yep. And the dialogue as written is actually really clever. And usually it's funny and heartfelt. And like, there's a, I like a lot of Noah Baumbach's writing and there's a lot of times when, you know, I will see a trailer or hear about a movie uh, that's uh, written by Noah Baumbach that I get excited for. I was very like excited. So I was very excited for Francis Ha. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking, I think is that the one that Greta Gerwig starred in? Yes. And I'm pretty sure he co-wrote it with Greta Gerwig, okay. but I'm not positive, but he also, so he wrote and directed uh, Francis Ha. Really excited to see that fucking all shot in black and white look really beautiful. I like Francis Ha. Adam Driver was in that as well. Um, and I ended up watching it and I was like frustrated by like how it is just the, the dialogue when people are talking, it doesn't seem authentic to me. Mm -hmm. Um, interesting. And yeah, yeah. Uh, and a lot of people, it just, it, it, there's no, there's no, do you think it's kind of like a thing where how I feel the same way about old movies a lot of the time? I just, it just bothers me. Uh, maybe, uh, it might be, I I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it, but like, you know how, like you've watched bad movies before and you've watched fucking bad acting before, right? So like, you know, that feeling that you get when you like, are like, oh, this is, this is fake. Mm -hmm. This is. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And there's plenty of. Like, so in this Nerdwriter video, he gives examples of Aaron Sorkin, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and how, like, to Aaron God. Sorkin, so, like, and how Aaron Sorkin's dialogue isn't dialogue as is, right? Which I kind of disagree with, but I kind of, like, understand the point that he's trying to get at is that, like, Aaron Sorkin, even he, he would say this. He says, my dialogue isn't what real life dialogue is like. Yes. It's what real life dialogue could be. It's like, yeah. it's the, the potential. I kind of there. push back against the idea that you should write. The way people talk, because mm-hmm. it would be choppy and weird and not flow well and not clever well, a lot of the time. And, like, and there's a lot of fucking boring shit that exactly. happens in uh, real Matt, life. Matt Colville said a great line in a video I watched of his once where he basically was like, he's talking about some improv thing. I forget what it was, but he basically was like, my general opinion is that all good improv needs a rewrite. Okay. I was like, that's kind of an interesting way of thinking about it. Yeah. Um, but... 
so Aaron Sorkin uh, very much has that that uh, he's trying to achieve the potential of the, what dialogue yeah. can be. You know, it's it, it needs to be better than real. Mm-hmm. Um, but he still has a lot of these aspects of real life dialogue that makes it more authentic. In that, the opening scene makes of Social Network is a perfect example of it. Right, uh, 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 stuff like that. What I just did, right are hiccups that he will include, that he will write into his dialogue. Yeah. Um, silences, interruptions, overlapping dialogue. Like a, a lot of that stuff is just a lot of the superficial things that will like, will make written dialogue sound more authentic. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I think Noah Baumbach does, but there's a lot of stuff that comes off as robotic to me when I hear it. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. And, Maybe he'll win you over with this one. So I'll, I'll say this. I didn't get as much of that from this trailer. I thought it looked really authentic. Uh, there's a, like, you know, the, the blips of scenes that we get. It seemed a lot yeah. more natural. But I mean, like I said, I guess I'm, maybe I'm on an island here. I'm not a huge Noah Baumbach. I, mm-hmm. I respect him. I just, for whatever reason, it's, it's kind of like the Gran Torino thing, man. F- fucking people yeah. love Gran Torino. Yeah. And I think that that movie is ass. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I haven't seen it. Yeah. There's a lot of Clint Eastwood movies you don't like. Yeah, but there's some that I love. Yeah, some of the old Westerns. I fucking love Unforgiven. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I I like Unforgiven more than I like the fucking Man with, with No Name trilogy. Mm-hmm. I, I just do. I A lot of people will like... There's specific Ser- Sergio Leone movies that I love. Spaghetti Westerns. Um, fucking... Uh, Once Upon a Time in the West I think it's one of the greatest fucking westerns of all time Mm -hmm. I fucking love that movie but uh, yeah the Man with No Name trilogy it it doesn't resonate with me as much alright you're freaking out right now sorry I I, the next thing I wanted to talk about was I mean we just talked about this movie last week but there was another casting announcement for the Batman Ah. Um, and I was looking at one of the trivia things popped up and it said that Matt Reeves originally wanted Mahershala Ali to play Jim Gordon but he couldn't because of his commitments to Blade Ah. And I was like, oh shit, Mahershala. Anytime I see Mahershala in cool. anything, I'm honestly cool. is like too hot to be Jim Gordon. Right, yeah. He's he needs too someone sexy. who's a little bit more Je- I think Jeffrey Wright is perfect. Yeah. He's a great gym choice Good, for Jim yeah. Gordon. Good casting. Um but the casting this week, we we we've talked before about uh Robert Pattinson, yeah. Jeffrey Wright, Zoe Kravitz as Bruce Wayne, Commissioner Gordon, and Catwoman. Paul fucking Dano as the Riddler. I texted you when I saw this in all caps, like freaking out. Yeah. Cause it's so perfect. Yeah. It's such incredible casting. Yeah. Oh, I freaked out. I wish like, it's so good. I wish that, that like there's certain times where I'm like, I wish I like could have heard this news in a vacuum, you know, but like, like the, the, when I heard this news, like it was off of like your absolute excitement. So I was yeah, just yeah. like, oh, okay. Like that's really <laughs> cool. I feel like I have to be the anti you. You sometimes. have to temper it. Yeah. But if I heard that no, in a vacuum, dude, I'd be like, holy my, shit. Feed my hype. Yeah. Honestly, like I would have had, like I couldn't say this definitively, but if I sat down and like fan casted the entire Gotham universe, I might have settled on Paul Dano as the Riddler. That's how really? perfect I think it is. Yeah. I think he's an incredible choice. Uh-huh. And we've talked before about how Jonah Hill is, uh, has been rumored to be in this movie and it was originally, uh, originally thought to be the Penguin and then people were saying the Riddler and there was all these rumors that like it was, you know, Matt Reeves was saying, whatever role you want, you can have and all these weird things. He's still not officially attached. I don't know if the if Paul Dano getting casted takes Jonah Hill out of the movie or if there's just going to be a bunch of fucking villains in this movie and he's going to play a, another one like the Penguin maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be interested in Jonah Hill's take on pretty much any of the villains. Mm-hmm. I think that he could give an interesting spin on a lot of them. Are we positive that he's going to be a villain? I would assume. I don't think he's going to be Alfred. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Do it. Switch it up. Yeah. That's the other one. Pierce Brosnan has been rumored for that. And he's not officially on the cast list. It's a, it's a weird, it's an interesting, it's, I, I kind of like it. I don't know how good of an actor Pierce Brosnan is. You know what I mean? But like also how good of an actor do you have to be to play Alfred? You know, is it, does it work? Like the fact that he was James Bond helps with the, I think that's a cool factor to being Alfred. Cause Alfred was in the British secret service. Yeah, and all this it, stuff. Yeah, you, it's a cool idea. Uh huh. But like you're following up Michael Caine and maybe the only good part about Batman vs Superman, which was Jeremy Irons being Alfred, which is fucking awesome. It's rough. 
don't know. I think I think Pierce Brosnan could be cool. But he's still sexy, just sexy Alfred. But he's still just rumored. Still rumored, yes. Okay. Jonah Hill rumored. I think he might end up being Penguin. I want to see him go full Danny DeVito, <laughs> just throwing up gunk, just looking disgusting, sexual harassment everywhere he goes. Have you ever watched that movie? I haven't, I haven't seen Dude, it in a long time. Dude, it's disgusting. Danny DeVito is so gross in that movie. It's incredible. <laughs> oh, I'm getting like really excited for this movie. Mm-hmm. Did we, did we, was it last week where we talked on the show about the rumors of the Robin stuff being in the, in the movies? Maybe. Did we talk? I think we did. Because I mean, we, we, about... we were talking about the different Robins and who might play them. That's right. right. And we also talked about, uh, I, I have Zazie Beats in my head. Oh, Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. Yes. Zazie Beats was, like, was, Zazie Beats was in the running. Yeah. I'm getting super hype. Fucking Matt Reeves, my boy. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited. It's probably the, it's definitely the DC property I'm most excited for. I mean, they have uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Looks like it's going to be cool. I mean, second to Birds of Prey, obviously. <laughs> yeah, sure. Birds of Prey is coming. Suicide Squad 2, I have hope for because James Gunn. Um, is there an Aquaman 2? I don't even know. There's been a, there's been a Flash movie in existence for like six years and they keep changing what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And there's been a cast for a long time. I don't even know if they're ever going to make that movie. Uh, yeah, I, the Batman is hype. I think, isn't there a Jared Leto Joker solo movie in the works as well? Which is so weird. Why would you make a Joaquin Phoenix Joker and a Jared Leto Joker movie? Okay, give it's everybody so a wild. Joker movie. Give everybody a Joker give movie. Give every, if you, everybody a Joker movie. You are consider- you, are you a like 35 plus th- uh, like scrawny white man uh-huh. that can grow hair? Yeah, you you can play the yourself a method actor. Yeah, you can play the Joker. (laughs) (laughs) Joaquin was good; he was very good. But uh, Jared Leto, even better. Let's let's say he was damaged. Let's say that he was damaged. Mm -hmm. It was was written on his forehead. All right, you want to do? You want to do shout outs? Uh, yeah, sure. You go first because I don't know. I don't oh, to... no. I got to find the name of this article. Okay. I know what I'm shouting out. Just let me get the, the precise name right. I read an article this week that was fucking fantastic. It was written by Mina Kimes from ESPN. It is about DeAndre Hopkins, the Houston Texans wide receiver, and his mother, who has a survival story of being blinded. And it's super interesting read. Um, she had... A mix of, I think it was bleach and something else, thrown on her face by a jealous girlfriend of her boyfriend, and she was blinded by it. But it's just this really, like, really touching story about like a family and their connection and and their lives and stuff. It's called the Unbreakable Bond. It's a, uh, it's on ESPN.com. If you just Google Mina Kimes, DeAndre Hopkins, it's like the first thing that comes up. She's really well written, really beautiful story. Um, is is awesome. DeAndre Hopkins seems like a really cool guy he his the stuff about his childhood is really interesting there's a you ever read articles like this and you're like people will say they'll be like man i remember when we were kids and and so and so said this and you're like that fucking no kid said that like there's a quote in here right where deandre hopkins brother is like i remember when we were like five years old and we were asleep and he woke up in the middle of the night and he just looked at me and he was like man a football could change one football can change your life you just have to catch it and it's like, dude, no five-year-old said that shit. But like at the same time, it's like super inspirational and uh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a really cool story. I loved it. Uh, the Unbreakable Bond by Mina Kimes on ESPN. Uh, all right. Yeah. So my shout out that I just pulled out of my ass. Uh, fucking hot dungeon dudes. Dungeon dudes. Ew, my boy yeah. has been addicted. Yeah. To D and D. I've been watching so much fucking D and D shit. But uh, one of the the big YouTube YouTube fucking channels that I watch is uh, this these two dudes talking about D and D. A show called Dungeon Dudes. That's yeah. what it is. Uh-huh. Underwhelming. Yeah. It's just called Dungeon Dudes. Uh, so yeah, all you fucking D and D lovers that have that, that want to spend fucking you know 20, hours on end. Well, yeah, just like twenty five minutes at a time. Fucking learning about darkness. 
uh, learning about the specific rules, different guides and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like there's, there's a, I just watched a video that I actually really liked and they were, they were going over like creative combat tactics and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that, and like, it just opens my, uh, uh understanding, uh, my understanding, the, the rules, as well as like the different kinds of cool things that yeah. I can do with, you know, different magic items or with, uh, different, uh, Fucking builds, different builds and different races and classes. Yeah, and yeah. Fucking dungeon dudes. Hot take. D and D is the shit. Yeah. <laughs> I got him. That's pretty I fucking good. That's pretty. That's pretty <laughs> fucking good. All right, those are our shots. Dungeon dudes and Mina Kimes is the Unbreakable Bond article. Um, we are about to record and we will release on Thursday our episode on Jojo Rabbit. Spoiler: alert, I loved it. Um. <laughs> Uh, so look for that on Thursday. Other than that, I don't think there's any news or anything. We'll hold probably next week. Um, there will be a week next week, next month, where I'm out of town. We'll probably have just a couple extra spoiler episodes barreled for that. Probably Zombieland and something else, I would guess. Um, so hit us up on the social medias. Find Chris. You can read his scripts at chrismichaelstott.com. Find him on Chris uh, on Instagram at chrismichaelstott. I'm davinwell25 on Twitter and Instagram. The show, The Chris and Kyle Show, on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, on all the podcasting platforms, Pod on Twitter. Hit us up, like, share, rate, review, all that fun stuff. We out. We out. Stay weird.